Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. McDavid centers one timer score. Oscar Clefbaum and Edmonton strikes again in overtime. This time it's Clefbaum. He takes the snap. He looks to the right side. He's throwing to the end zone. There it is. Touchdown, Eskimos. Duke Williams. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Left corner. You've got Biega turning and shooting. That was the point. The backdoor feed. Did Talbot get that? He did. Your desperation, your luck. You just kind of throw your glove out there and hope he kind of hits it. An unbelievable glove save. On goal, Dobin, unbelievable. You know, saves always build confidence. You let one of those in the first period, it's 1-1. You know, it might be a different game from there. So those are big, not only for myself, but for the team. And and everyone on the bench picks everyone up, gives us momentum moving forward. And uh, we're able to continue that throughout the game. There's your goaltender, Cam Talbot, with the head-turning save last night in the Oilers' preseason win over the Vancouver Canucks. Talbot looked like his good self that we certainly saw two years ago when he led the Edmonton Oilers into the playoffs. El Montoya played the third and also looked good. No word on how the goaltending situation will shape up tomorrow when the Oilers host the Winnipeg Jets. Are they going to go back to Miko Koskinen, the highly paid guy who's supposed to be the backup. Uh, Didn't look like an NHL goaltender, quite frankly, on Monday. I'm sure he's going to get a chance to bounce back. That game on 6.30, Chad, tomorrow, 5.30 for the face-off show. The puck will drop at 7. That backup goalie position, one of the question marks for the Oilers as we go through the preseason and towards the regular season, as is, as has been throughout the summer, a big question mark about the right side. They, they, They got right wingers uh, in camp, they have right wingers signed, but a bunch of guys where you're you're kind of not sure who's going to really carry the mail there. Who will get the goals? Who will provide offense? Who will be able to check? You have Ty Ratty pushing. You have Kyler Yamamoto, Yessi Puliyarvi, Zach Cassian, Pontus Aberg, Toby Reader, all uh, all on the roster. All are going to get opportunities. Well, who will really seize them? Well, head coach Todd McClellan wanted them to know right at the start of training camp they're looking for people to assert themselves. In fact, he called them all together for a meeting when camp started. Just wanted to lay it on the line with him bring them in and say, look, you know, you look around the room and you see how many guys are in here. You know we play with four lines, the numbers don't add up. So instead of having the conversation halfway through exhibition season or near the end of exhibition season, have it now, lay it on the line for them so they know what they're up against. Okay, so 
Here's what has happened so far in the preseason. The Oilers have scored 11 goals. Six of them have been by right-wingers. Monday in Calgary, Pontus Aberg scores, though, quite frankly, I didn't think he had a very noticeable game, but give him credit, he got the goal. Kyler Yamamoto scored twice, once shorthanded. Both times, he tallied on breakaways. And then last night in Vancouver, you have Jesse Pugliarvi opening the scoring. Good game from him. Looked like he was denied an assist on a goal by Caleb Jones later on in the game uh, he looked a lot more calm in his game more composed like he knew where to go where the puck should go and Ty Ratty playing without Connor McDavid and without Ryan Nugent Hopkins that line that finished last season as the Oilers top line not together last night the Nuge and McDavid didn't play Ratty getting in the lineup on a line with Ostap Safin and Cooper Marodi and still able to produce. Here's a steal by Ratty. Tucks it five hole. A giveaway by Hutton and Ratty makes him pay with a second of the night. I wanted the Hattie, but uh, sometimes you got to do different things and, and uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, just trying to do whatever I can to make this team and, and help this team win games. So if that means uh, uh, dogging it in the corner and eating cross checks in the last minute, I, I can do that. And, and uh I'm willing to, to fit any role that uh, the coaches uh, find me. The biggest thing for him, uh, some of it's training the body, but training the mind. He knows where he's at in his career, and, and he wants to make good on the opportunity he has here. So uh, between the years was a, a real big thing for him um, uh, over the summer. And now he's back at camp. He's working hard. Uh, he's competing. He's in a, a real tough competition with, with a number of other right-wing shooters, if you will. And... Um, He's got his work cut out for him, but we believe he can do it. Here's Ryan McLeod over the lawn. Ty Ratty fed it right side. Shot taken. Save made. Rebound. Nielsen covers, and then it's pushed in, and that will count. I think it's going to be Ty Ratty who jams at home. There's no secret. There's there's a couple openings uh, on that right side, and, and uh, he just brought a few of us in and, and showed us the depth chart and said, uh, this is what's this is what." Uh, is at a at, at, uh, chance here, and, and you guys have that opportunity. So uh, it, it's nice to be in that conversation for one. Uh, and, and two, you've got to prove to Todd and, and Shirelli and, and the rest of the organization that you want to be that guy. So uh, I'm trying to remember that and keep that in my head every day I come to the rink. The message got through to that, that group when you look at the, the right wing position and some of the players that have performed over the last few games. Uh, just very healthy competition there right now for limited spots. And... Um, each of those players, Ty included, has performed fairly well. So it's a real positive thing. Ty himself, the ability to uh, to create offense is one thing, but I thought his board work was real strong. He had an intensity to his game that uh, wasn't there last year at this time. Um, and that's a, a real exciting thing for him and for us. Well, and I think that's going to be the key for Raddy. McClellan just referenced it. The intensity of his game wasn't that high at this time last year. His board work has improved. You've heard you heard those quotes from Raddy. You heard some earlier in training camp. He knows the opportunity. He trained differently in the summer, did a little more cardio, wanted to come in in better shape. He knows the opportunity that is in front of him. Uh, if it's with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, and I think it will be at the start of the season, he wants to jump on that. Uh, but he also says, I want one of the 14 forward spots regardless of who it's with. I'm sure he would prefer it to be with uh, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins because you're going to get more scoring opportunities with those guys. Um, but he's got to check, and that's a theme for, for McClellan. Well, that's going to be a theme for any coach. you, you got to check. you got to impact the game even if you're not on the score sheet. And 
the the hat trick opportunity there for Ratty last night. By the now, by the time he got the puck, he was out of a great shooting angle at the empty net. So instead of trying to force something, he eats it in the corner. And you heard him say it: "If I got to take cross checks and dog the puck in the corner, and that's going to get me on the team, that's great." So far, so good for Ratty. I'm sure he's going to get a chance in the preseason, maybe as soon as tomorrow, uh, back on his regular line, if you want to call it that, with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. So good for him to this point. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 13 minutes after 6. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Eskimos and Oilers Radio, 6.30, Chad. Oilers tomorrow, Eskimos on Saturday against the Ottawa Red Blacks. That's on the road, 12.30 for the countdown to kick off. The game will start at 2. We'll have a new kick returner, Martise Jackson, on the show a little bit later on tonight. Some guests get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down south comfort food to Edmonton with Southern Classics and other tasty treats. Salivate over the menu at northchickenyeg.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Raddy makes a push. He stands out. Puli Yarvi does the same thing. No score. We played about nine minutes here in the second preseason game of the Oilers. Pugliarvi shoots and scores through the five-hole of Nielsen. It was kind of a change-up, and it fooled him. You watch the practices. He's, I mean, he stands out amongst everyone. He's big. He can skate. He can shoot. And I think last night he scores a goal early, gets a little confidence. That's what we need. I think, uh, you know, me and Juge play a little bit more simple of a game and try to keep the game a little simple. And if we can get him the puck in good areas, hopefully he can score. So... Um, I think for a team to have success, our line's got to do our part. And I thought last night was a good start, and um, he's going to be a big part of it. He's going to be a great player. I mean, he's still so young. I think I don't even know if I was in the NHL at his age. He's people don't realize how young he is, and um, you know he's doing well. And uh, it's, it's it's a process for any player, and he's no different. I think I have a good summer, like four months, good workout, and I think that's helped a lot. Right now, I feel I have good shape. He's older. He's more comfortable. He understands the language. He's uh, he's gone from a boy to a man. Um, you know, in last night's game, he uh, he performed very well. Uh, part of the comfort is knowing what line he's going to be on and who he's playing with. He works well with those guys. Uh, we saw that last night, and uh, that's really important. Make sure that he gets off to uh, a comfortable start. Um, and he always works hard. He's a great kid. He's going to give you everything he has. So. Uh, that works well for him. I don't think he's really realized how big and strong he is and how uh, powerful of a skater he is. He's, uh, he's impressive to watch, and once he continu- continues to learn those things, I mean, it's not going to come overnight. He's a big man. He's still adjusting to a new game, and um, you can see he was comfortable last night. He got the wheels going a little bit, was flying down the wing a couple times, and um, that's what we need from him. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's only one game, and he's looked good in a couple of practices now, so we'll see what happens, and hopefully we can continue to grow the line. Looked like a better player last night. Hopefully he can keep that up. I, I, I was saying all summer, I, I don't know what the Oilers have in Jesse Pugliarvi. I, I know what they hope they have, but I don't know what they have. He, he showed some really good play last year but in very small bursts. He would make a spectacular play, have a good game, and then you wouldn't see it again for several games. Last night, he was in the, the right spot. I used the word with Rob Brown on overtime open line. His game just seemed more organized. 
He knew what to do at the right time. He forechecked. He finished that one opportunity. Not a great goal on Nielsen, but hey, you got to take the shot. Uh, so, so far, so good. Very early in the preseason on the Oilers' right side. You are welcome to chime in at 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. More discussion on... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the Oilers and some details for the big Grey Cup Festival. You'll hear about all that as we roll along Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader 630 Chet. NHL preseason action tonight. Hurricanes lead the Lightning 1-0 in the second period. Also in period two, Flyers up 5-3 on the Rangers. After one, no score between the Penguins and the Red Wings, while the Panthers lead the Canadians 2-1. And just getting underway, Maple Leafs and Senators, Blues and Wild, Flames and Canucks in a couple of hours and early early this morning the game in china boston over calgary 3-1 hey thanks for tuning in tonight my name is reed wilkins inside sports on oilers and eskimos radio 6:30. ched we have a lot more to talk about about your edmonton oilers big three on three basketball tournament coming into edmonton this weekend we'll get some of those details as we move along you can always get uh, more on 630ched.com including about this the Grey Cup Festival presented by Shaw Announcing Entertainment. Event tickets on sale now. Huge announcement earlier today. Our Morley Scott was there and talked to Grey Cup Festival Executive Director Dwayne Vino. The thing that hits you right away is you, as you advertise, have something for everybody. Tell me about, before we talk about the acts, about just putting this thing together and how complicated it was to make sure you we're reaching those people, we're reaching those people, we're reaching the rock fans, the country fans. Yeah, you know, it, we we just sort of had a, a general idea that we wanted to try and reach as many people as we could, meaning um, different age groups, different uh, musical preferences, different genres, just looking at sort of the big picture. And then as we um, started targeting acts well does that does that check that box does that check that box and it really it, it, that's how it went and then we just sort of went down the line from there and and so far so good you know everyone's saying that they're pretty they they, they feel like if, there's not one person i've talked to that says uh, well there's nothing for me so we we really feel like we've hit the mark there and and really we uh this entertainment piece alone is something that we want local edmontonians to come and participate and we have something for free and we have something that you pay money to events but the free is important to us because we want people to come down and, and experience Grey Cup and experience the culture of it and just have a great time and then be good hosts for the 36,000 plus people that travel from across the country every year to the event. The the big events are going to be memorable, but I think maybe the memories of Grey Cup are made at those free events when you're walking around, you're grabbing a beer, you're meeting somebody, you're talking with someone, you're you're telling stories, you're making new friends. Yeah, you know, in, 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 back in 2010, the last time we hosted, on the Saturday after the parade and just leading up into sort of the early evening, it was estimated that there was well over 200,000 people that had been there all day. And, and so the parade alone is a 
key driver, obviously, but just waking up in the morning, going to Spirit Edmonton breakfast, then rolling into the parade, and then going to try things out at the festival, and then going to events and some team rooms, and it just sort of goes on and on and on. And it's just a, it, you better sort of keep your uh, keep your head up, or you might blink and, and miss some stuff. Now the ticketed events tickets are on sale now for these events. Just on sale now, yeah. So we announced all the entertainment. So for example, the gala dinner, which is on the Friday night, it's probably our most uh, high-end event, I guess you could call it. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, it's the only event you really wouldn't wear a jersey to, if you will. But um, you know, we announced great big. Uh, sorry, uh, Alan Doyle from. Uh, great Big C and he's the one that'll be performing along with some local artists like uh, Kaylee Cardinal, Martin Kerr, etc. So that's a great event. It's about 2,200 people and um, we, we talked a bit about the awards. It'll be at the Spear, uh, sorry, the Windspear Centre on Thursday and then our tailgate parties, we've added one. You know, in, in the last time we hosted we had an indoor tailgate party and then we had the outdoor and now we've added a new one on Clark Park. That one plays uh, Platinum Blonde on there, so that's, uh, you and I will be at that one, Marley. Well, that's the thing, yeah, you, you have reached one certain yeah. genre of music fan, and that's the guys and the gals who are of a certain age. Yeah. I, won't, I won't say older, let's just say, but I mean, you get Platinum Blonde, you get Trooper, uh, you got uh, Kim Mitchell, I mean, that's a, you got a who's who of Canadian music to a certain extent. Yeah, and we, you know, you asked that question earlier, we, uh, we always, um, they're not always Canadian, but we try to, to get Canadian artists, and, um, but yeah, yeah, we, we, we just really tried to have a good cross-section of music, and I think we've achieved it. Uh, ticket sales for the game, obviously, going well, still going. Uh, misconception sometimes is that it's sold out because there's so much talk about a sell, but there are a handful left, about 2,500 or so. Yeah, there's a couple thousand tickets left, and you're right. A lot of people don't think you can uh, get tickets still, so there is there is some tickets left, and... Um, uh, yeah, you know, and we're we're very confident that, that we sell. You know, we sell a lot daily, but uh, yeah, there's uh, if you need tickets, there's still some available. Uh, the EA Sports angle. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, that's it's, it's something I don't know a lot about. I uh, got to be honest with you, but um, a couple of years ago. Um, there was an e-sports tournament that was uh, sold out Madison Square Garden. And that really sort of, guys like me, caught, it caught the attention of what sold out Madison Square Garden. So we started doing our research on it and learning about it. And what we found out is there's a, there's a local uh, gentleman from high score that's in Edmonton and he's uh, he does this for a living so we've engaged him to come and put on a tournament at our festival and there'll be a tournament going on there'll be teams professional teams that are playing in this tournament but also there'll be free play so you and I can go and try our hand at it and just we really just want to expose that sport and, and, and talk about it and embrace it embrace technology halftime act uh, it's going to be announced uh, coming up at the Eskimos game against the Blue Bombers on the 29th yeah yeah on the 29th against the Bombers um, we'll be announcing the Halftime Act. It's a CFL announcement, and uh, it'll be on TSN as well, and uh, it'll be live in stadium. So we'll probably have probably have to come talk to you at the same time while you're doing the broadcast. So we make sure we no one gets scooped, and we'll uh, we'll have that conversation. Who's it going to be? <laughs> nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame me for trying. Right? Yeah. That's always that's always that's yeah. how tough is it? To, how, how are you involved in that? Or is that strictly a league thing? No, we um it really is a league uh, uh, asset, if you will, and it's something that they work on. But they do talk to us about you know we do have conversations about it because you you want to try to fit things you know acts and that that go along with everything else that you're doing and and um, so we're excited about it we do know who it is but uh, the announcement uh, will be in a couple weeks there you go Dwayne Vino with Morley Scott so a lot there on the Great Cup Festival you can get more on 630chet.com or go to greatcupfestival.ca I mean the uh, the awards are going to be here we're going to have the Spirit of Edmonton breakfast they're actually going to be uh, two breakfasts uh, they mentioned the 
the eSports tournament, which is uh, something a little differently. Something a little different. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go to the eSports tournament and, and yell at those kids. Get off your phones! Go outside and experience the world. That's how I'm going to participate in the eSports tournament, Kellen. I'm sure they'll really appreciate that. You'll be escorted maybe, out, Maybe I if think. I do a good enough job, they'll let me be the, the Grey Cup Parade Marshal. Apparently anybody can just get that job. Or you... Yeah, there we go. Coming up to the 6.30 news, Steve Sir is going to check in, talk about a three-on-three basketball tournament. A little more on the Oilers, more on the Eskimos. Happy to hear from you as well. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. The Edmonton Oil Kings have their home opener Friday at 7 against Red Deer Oilkings.ca to check out tickets. Prairie Junior Football Conference games at Clark on the weekend, Saturday at 7. The 1 and 3 Edmonton Wildcats host the 0 and 4 Calgary Colts. Uh, you know, the Wildcats pretty competitive despite that record. The Calgary Colts are not competitive. Uh, they have played four games this season. They have scored eight points. They have allowed 252. The Calgary Colts have been outscored 252-8 to eight in four Prairie Football Conference games this season. The Edmonton Huskies are 3-1. and one. They host 2-2 two and two Winnipeg Sunday at 1. So Saturday at 7, the Wildcats are home. Sunday at 1, the Huskies are home. Bears football home Friday night at foot. 7 o'clock kickoff, Bears struggling again. They're 0-3, taking on 1-2 Manitoba. Some other stuff for you to indulge in sports-wise on the weekend. Vic texting 630-630. He says, I'm going to that eSports tournament just to see Reed get kicked out. Film at 11. We're going to have to get somebody on from the eSports tournament. Grey Cup Festival eSports tournament. First of its kind at a Grey Cup Festival. It'll feature the widely popular League of Legends and will run Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on the festival site. I'm reading this from the press release, everybody, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, The League of Legends, widely popular, so popular I can't tell you a thing about it. Have I aged out of coolness already? Am I irrelevant to the trends of today's youth? Apparently I have. Kellen Kennedy in 10 seconds. What's League of Legends? No idea. Never played it. <laughs> he only needed one second, everybody. <laughs> well, I don't think it's a video game itself. I think it's a, a league. Well, we're going to have to find out. I'm making a note to myself right now. Note to self. Book guest regarding League of Legends. And esports was one way to learn about it. Yep. Ask for an interview. There we go. I think they actually make money doing that, don't they? Oh yeah, big time. There are huge tournaments in. Well, so I, I so like you LA do know and, about it? Why? Well, no, 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 no. I know. It? I know about the esports tournaments. I don't know about the particular, you know, League uh, of Legends game. I gotcha. But I think like something like an Overwatch tournament in L.A. There was like a 
one or two million dollar grand prize for the winning team or something. Well, that's a nice little yeah, no kidding. That's a nice paycheck. Yep. My goodness. Okay, so there's a, there's a promise we will make to you here at Inside Sports. We'll learn more about uh, esports. I'm sure everybody's really looking forward to that. This texture simply says, "Read is the Oiler game on TV. Tomorrow's game is not on conventional television." All the preseason games are available through edmontonoilers.com if you want to watch them. Of course, you can listen to all of them on 6.30 Ched. The next Oilers preseason game that is televised is the game on Tuesday when Vancouver is here and the preseason game in Germany, which is an 8 a.m. game, first Wednesday in October. That is going to be on TV as well, and they're all on Ched. Uh, So there you go. You can text 630-630. Appreciate those texts. More on the uh, Great Cup Festival on 630ched.com. You can go to greatcupfestival.ca. And more on League of Legends and esports on Inside Sports at a future date. Oilers 2-0 in the preseason. Hoping to build some depth on defense. One of the guys who could bring that 2015 draft pick, Caleb Jones. From the right corner, as Edmonton chips and charges. Strom with a man wide open in front. One-timer score! Caleb Jones buries it, and it's 3-1. to I think I moved it to Juju, and he just tipped it in, and yes, you got it on the forecheck, and... Uh... I remember it popped out to Stromer, and I just saw a seam, and I jumped in, and he made a great play, and I just uh, you know, found a way to get it to go in there. And, I mean, that's obviously a part of your game you, you've been able to do in, in junior and in the minors and hopefully eventually in the NHL. I mean, you're pretty comfortable and about knowing when to jump in there. Yeah, yeah. I think um, when you play with such good players like that, too, it makes it easier. You know, they're going to find those seams. If you just jump in there and be ready to shoot, uh, you're going to get a lot of looks, especially at this level. All right. I, I know the coaches have talked that you had really good fitness testing. Uh, take me through your summer, and was there maybe a challenge you felt you had to, had to meet from the team where you wanted to come in and really prove something? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think skating is a big part of my game. So I lost, you know, a pretty good amount of weight this summer. I was really training hard, um, you know, trying to get be really fit. So I got to be able to skate up and down. You know, at this level, you got to be in really good shape. So uh, that was a big part of it. A lot of track work, speed work, trying to work on quickness and agility. And I think it's uh, been paying off here early on. That's interesting. So you spent a lot of time. Now, was this short burst stuff, longer running? Tell people a little bit how you do it. Um, yeah, a little bit of both. Like, you know, you got to train your your anaerobic system. So it's a lot of long. There's some long running. You know, trying to you know get your cardio built up. But there's also a lot of quick burst stuff. Trying to be more explosive, and that's something I worked on this year, and it's starting to pay off. You know, I feel like my first step has gotten that much better, and I think it's only going to keep getting better as uh, my career goes on. So there's some of those exercises when you do them the first time that you're like, okay, that's that's unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a couple. Uh, it's uh, it's tough, you know. You got to get through. It. Having my brother there, you know, it's nice to have someone else you're doing it with, and you know, we can push each other, and we're both there working. So it, it makes it a little fun, but at the end of the day, you know, it's hard work, and you just, you got to put it in. You know, you got to put the work in to uh, be successful. Were there any other NHL guys around you in Dallas, or was it just you and your brother just plugging away? Uh, mainly just me and my brother. You know, we were skating. Toward the end there, I was with some of the Stars guys, you know, getting some practices in with them. So, you know, they, they had some pretty good players on the ice there. You know, Jamie Ben's on the ice. So it's nice to get those skates in and, you know, practice with them and, you know, practice at that level. And you come here and you feel pretty comfortable with those guys. All right. Uh, you know, obviously we're, we're moving through training camp. Have you set any, uh, if you want to share them, any any personal goals for yourself this year? Or how's your approach? Uh, well, co- you know, coming in, my goal is to make the team. 
and you know I think I had a, a pretty good rookie camp. You know I think I I put, got my name out there. You know I got noticed. Um, you know last game obviously I got the goal. I think I took a couple. I think about a period or a couple periods to really get settled in. It's a fast pace. You know there's a lot of a lot of different things. You know I got beat a couple times, but I thought I settled in the third period and started to really find my game. And you know hopefully I get another opportunity. I don't think I'll make some of those mistakes that I made last night. Caleb Jones. Up and down game, I thought. He referenced it, made some mistakes, thought he made some good plays as well. Got a goal there, jumping into the rush. Uh, you know, he was drafted in 2015, continues to come along. I think he, he has the potential to have a pretty good all-round game, so he'll continue to develop in Bakersfield. I, I thought on defense there, there was a pretty, a pretty clear divide. The, the players that, you know, are, are, are going to be on the Oilers this year or, or at points in their careers where, where they're going to be productive. And uh, the players who won't be, uh, you know, Jones, again, looked pretty up and down, still learning. Didn't think it was a great outing for Garrison. Didn't look like he's moving his feet very well. Uh, Keegan Lowe, I think, is a smart player, a competitive player. Uh, but, you know, he got beat wide a couple of times. He'll be a depth defenseman in the minors. Russell and Benning did their thing. Uh, Jakob Yerbeck, I don't know what to tell you. I, well, I can tell you he's going to be on the team. Uh, I don't know what to tell you in terms of how he's going to play. T- to me, he's a wild card, doesn't have a lot of NHL experience. He's in his mid-20s. He's supposed to be able to move the puck. He's supposed to be able to get it through on the power play if he's on the power play. Uh, he's supposed to be good enough in his own defensive end. Uh, all right, we'll see. He he didn't stand out to me last night. Um I mean, he had the one tough play. He missed the puck at the blue line and had to take a penalty in the neutral zone. But I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what to think about him. I, I guess we'll see him more in the preseason, clearly given the, the contract that he got. Um, you know, he's he's going to be on the bottom pair, most likely. You know, maybe he starts as a 7-8. But from last night, I, I couldn't really tell. Oh, the Fizzler has texted in. I, I really appreciate how the Fizzler is slowly revealing himself more and more to be an inside sports fan. He kind of made a, na- a name for himself on Oilers Now, but I, I feel like uh, inside sports is the show he really loves. The Fizzler says, Read, League of Legends is a multiplayer team versus team battleground style computer game. There are some professional teams who have managers, PR teams, sponsored housing, etc. Most of the big teams are South Korean, and there are some real big-money tournaments. That's right, Reed. The Fizzler is hip to the scene. LOL. Fizzler, that is an incredible summary of League of Legends. Thank you for that. AJ says, I keep hearing that Caleb Jones is a good skater, but I watched him last night, and to me, he looks below average, just my opinion. Uh, AJ, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think he moves okay, but we'll see. I, I mean, it's... You know, again, the one preseason game. I did think he had some good moments, struggled in others. Hopefully he keeps learning. All right, you can get more on the Eskimos on 630Ched.com. I want to get to this. Of course, the Eskimos are back to work. Duke Williams was back a day later than everybody else. Coming back from the bye week, he had some travel difficulties, missed the first day back at practice, but he is indeed back on the field. Duke having an incredible season for the green and gold. And uh, remember that Labor Day uh, rematch against Calgary had to battle through injury to play in the second half. Roddy's a couple yards into his end zone as he takes the snap. He'll throw. That goes complete to Duke Williams. He gets to the third. 30 to the 35 before he goes down. Big gain by Duke Williams, and he is down. He's hurt. And he is in a lot of pain right now. He just crumpled to the ground on a hit. A little tweak, you know, something I fought through. I had to come back and help our team, you know, get the W. 
you know, it, it was bothering me at first, but a little rotation, a little movement, and it came back to regular, so I was thankful for that. Eskimo's offense is uh, coming onto the field, and I think we have some good news as we go down to the sidelines for Armour Insurance and Brendan Ulrich. Yeah, we have uh, a Duke Williams sighting here. He is not on the field right now, but he is on the sidelines catching passes, so it didn't look good, but it looks like he's going to give it a go here in the second half. Uh, he just catches the passes right now, still on the sidelines, showing no ill effects. So it looks like Williams will be out here at some point in the second half, guys. Takes the drop, has some time. He'll unload, and that's complete across the 40, and it'll be another first down as the Duke returns to the lineup. Duke Williams with the catch, and he slides along the 40 for a first down Eskimos as Duke Williams returns to the Eskimos offense. Duke's one of the toughest competitors, toughest players I've been around, and nothing seems to stop him or slow him down. So, you know, we've seen it time and time again. No matter what happens to him on the field, he keeps going, and um, you know, I simply went in the locker room at halftime and just asked him, are you going to play or not? Mm-hmm. Just wanted to know, and he said absolutely. So um, that speaks volumes about him, about him and what he's put in and uh, obviously how tough he is, and we're thankful for that. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a little trouble at first. I had to adjust to it, you know, had to, like, really switch up how I was catching the ball. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just start body catching a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it, it worked out for me at the end of the game. You know, I was a little sore, but yeah. I fought through it. A minute 49 to go in the football game. Riley drops back. He'll throw, and that is complete. That's a first down. Who are you going to call? How about Duke Williams? He takes the Eskimos to center field. I'm good. I'm good. I'm definitely good. Bye week. Got a lot of rest mentally and physically. You know, I'm ready to get back at it. This is a long stretch for us right here, an important stretch for basically every team in the CFL. You know, these next six games are very important. So, you know, we're ready to get at there, get at the practice at each and every day, and just carry it on to the field. Here's Raleigh. He pumps to the left side now, throws to the left side, going to the end zone for the Duke. Touchdown, Eskimos! Having a great season. Uh, more injury trouble for the Stampeders receivers, by the way. I don't know if you saw that Devaris Daniels is uh, going to be out uh, a little while. They've already lost Kamar Jordan for the season, but the Stamps obviously still looking very good. The, the rest of the West competing for second place with six games left in the season for the Eskimos. They will play in Ottawa on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we'll meet new kick returner Martise Jackson before the end of the show tonight. That'll be fun to see what he thinks more on the Oilers as we roll along, and we'll set up... A huge basketball tournament coming to Edmonton this weekend. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Well, you can go to West Edmonton Mall for more than just the shopping this weekend. At the Ice Palace, Saturday and Sunday. The first ever FIBA 3-on-3 challenger in North America, and Edmonton's Steve Sir will play in the tournament. Steve, welcome back to Inside Sports. You're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. It is great to have you on the show again. Always love talking to you. I know uh, you've been doing some great stuff with 3-on-3. I'm going to throw one at you here off the top, though, Steve. You and I have talked a lot in the past uh, about your basketball career that that has taken you uh, to various parts of the world and uh, even some NBA teams checking you out. Uh, And the Oilers are going through their preseason and their training camp here. When I say Mm -hmm. the words training camp to you, how does that make Mm -hmm. you feel? Uh, it makes you feel like you better get ready for some running. Um, I think with hockey, it's maybe a little bit different, but uh, 
training camp makes me makes me feel like you better I better get your lungs ready for something. But also too that uh, there's some excitement because the season's right around the door, right around the corner, and um, and uh, all the hard work you've been putting in over the summer is about to, uh, about to be put on display. So uh, some uh, some conditioning and then some good stuff as well too. And you you were in a variety of different situations, uh, you know, playing in Europe and stuff like that. And there there would have been a, a few times in your career where the the job wasn't guaranteed. So I I assume those would have had a different vibe to them. Very much so. Uh, I think uh, when whenever you're going to play uh, for money uh, and there's employment on the line and there's about 500 other guys that would do what you would do what you want to do for less money. Uh, you have to make sure that you show uh, show the team that you're you're worth what they're spending and that uh, you're worth their investment of bringing you halfway around the world to to play ball. So the uh, the pressure that comes with that is I'd better be ready to 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 work, but then I also be better be ready to compete against other guys and make sure I solidify myself so that my job is safe. Yeah. Well, and uh, and obviously some of the leagues you played in, there were only so many spots for international players too. Very much so. I mean, in uh, in Romania, where I played uh, at the time, it was four import players, and then the rest were either passport guys from different countries or or locals. Um, in Switzerland, it was three, uh, and then in, in Germany, when I was when I played there for for half a year, it was two. So it, there was a lot of adapting to. Um, going from college, where you, where everybody's from, basically the same same types of areas, or or, or similar basketball backgrounds, you have to figure out how to play with the local guys, and then too, you have to uh, you have to understand that you're one of the selected imports to come do a job. So therefore, there's a little bit more of a of a close eye on you because if it's not working out, they'll bring another guy. And uh, yeah, you don't have a few weeks or a month or six weeks to to get comfortable and get your legs underneath you you better be ready to go and you better be ready to produce all right steven i know you're ready for this weekend the uh fiba three by three challenger uh the first one ever in north america it's going to be at the ice palace saturday and sunday uh, i mentioned you know you're an edmontonian you, you play for a saskatoon uh, team here on the three three by three tour what mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the significance of, of this coming to edmonton first of all well, i think it's it's a really big deal um i think for uh for people who haven't quite been familiarized with 3x3, um, which is understandable. It's still growing in our country uh, and in North America. Um, but I, what I hope people have a chance to see by coming down this weekend is it's a big deal. Uh, 3x3 is an Olympic sport in 2020, um, and the events that they have, the Challengers and the Masters Games, which are the, the big world events that they have, are, are really unique and unlike most sporting events that you'll see. There's a lot of community engagement with, with the crowd. Uh, there's, there's music the entire time. The games are fast and dynamic. Um, there's entertainment. It goes from game to game quickly. So it, it's very much uh, a fan, very fan-friendly uh, event um, that's different from what you would expect when you go to a five-on-five game. Uh, it's, it's really something that I've said before, you have to see to really appreciate and understand it. So what I'm hopeful is a lot of people will come down and give it a look. And 
I have a feeling once they get down there, they're going to really enjoy it. Well, it's it's fun to watch. I mean, it, it's fast action. There can be uh, wild swings in, in the momentum of the game. Uh, you know, there's certainly some still of the... Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I mean, there's still all the physicality you would expect from a five-on-five basketball game as well. I don't think that's totally out of it because there's a little more space. No, in in another way to look at it is it can be actually a little bit more physical than than five on five because the mandate of the game is they want it to be quick and they want it to be fast. I mean, you have 10 minutes to play a full game of three X three and what referees and fans and players want is they want the game to keep moving. So there's a little Liberty taken with hands and pushing and (laughs) shoving and all that stuff because players know, um, they want this game to keep going. They're not going to call everything. They want the game to keep moving. So, you know, guys are smart. They're going to, they're going to be a little, uh, a little creative with how they use uh, use their, their hands on defense and how they move their feet. Um, that being said, when, when the game clicks and when it really starts to, starts to move with that ball humming around and guys hitting shots, it's a lot of fun. But uh, that's also something people should be prepared to see. It's going to be awfully physical. Um, from a mentality standpoint, once you just adapt to it, it's a fun way to play basketball. The website, people can check it out, 3x3alberta.com. Steve Sir plays for Saskatoon. He is an Edmontonian. You guys are ranked number 10 in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. You have won two Challenger Series uh, or Challenger events already this year, so you're having a great year. Uh, is, is, this, is the schedule, because you're going to be playing multiple games, obviously, is the schedule mm-hmm. up yet, or when can we get that? The schedule should hopefully be up tomorrow. Okay. Um, we have had a, a little bit of difficulty um, with confirmations uh, of, of teams' arrival and making sure that we have all our ducks in a row. So we've wanted to hold off on on making sure that an official schedule is released with what people can expect. Uh, the event begins with pre-qualifying games at 11 a.m. on Saturday at West Simmons Mall at the Ice Palace, and then the actual Challenger event begins at 1 Um Hopefully when the schedule's up, people can pick and see who they want to come play. But I'd encourage people to just come down, sit or stand, and just watch. Well, yeah, it's free to just go watch, yeah. Exactly right. It's free admission. And then also, too, you're going to see a variety of teams from different areas of the world, from Europe, from Asia, from uh, from Latin America. You're going to see a wide variety of styles and players. So um, it's going to be awfully exciting. It's going to be a ton of fun. Reed, I hope you get down and check it out, too. And uh, yeah, I'm, it's it's just going to be awfully special for our city to host something something like this. I'm going to check that out for sure, Steve. Uh, got some oh, other stuff on Sunday, but I'll try to come out on Saturday for sure. I want to see you play absolutely. All the best, Steve. Thanks for filling us in on this. And again, it's free West Edmonton Mall, uh, eleven on Saturday, and Morgan, and then Sunday starts at eleven as well. Yep, and we're going to. Uh, I think on Sunday actually we're going to get started at one o'clock. Okay. All right. Perfect. Steve, thanks awesome. for coming on the show. Reed, you're a good man. Thanks for having me, bud. That is Steve, sir. Check it in tonight, man. He has had an incredible career, uh, played his high school ball in Edmonton, went to the NCAA, has played pro, and uh, now thriving on the uh, FIBA 3X3 tour. And there's a, a Challenger event in North America in Edmonton this weekend at West Edmonton Mall. We're back after the 7 o'clock news. Eskimos kick returner Martise Jackson. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.